Welcome back to another edition of the Political Buzz Show. Today we are going to talk about COVID and the state of Texas. Texas is right behind the state of Florida in terms of COVID infections, in terms of hospitalizations, and deaths attributed to either COVID-19 or the new variant, uh, which is termed Delta. Governor Abbott has announced new initiatives uh, this past week to fight the coronavirus pandemic as it rages again in Texas, including asking hospitals to again put up certain elective surgical procedures so that they can free up more available space for COVID-19 related patients. Additionally, he also announced that he will have staffing agencies look for out-of-state medical personnel to help Texas hospitals deal with a surge in, in, in COVID cases. But sadly, none of his initiatives have taken into consideration the effectiveness of the simplest protective measure one can do as an educator and as a student to lessen the chances of getting infected, which is to wear a mask in the public school environment without running the risk of the law as crazy as it sounds. The governor has not backed down on his refusal to institute any new statewide restrictions on businesses or to permit local governments and schools to mandate masks or vaccines. Instead, Abbott uh, announced that he had written to the Texas Hospital Association asking hospitals to, and I quote him, to voluntarily postpone medical procedures for which delay will not result in loss of life or a deterioration in in the patient's condition. As coronavirus was infecting the Texans last summer, to his credit, Abbott took a more restrictive approach and he actually banned elective surgeries in over 100 counties before ending the mandate uh, in September. So, I simply do not understand why Abbott has chosen a stance in which he denies school students and educational professionals uh, their right to wear masks. I don't see the logic in that and I don't see the point in that. I see his action is in line with the current Republican thinking. As another fellow Republican from Florida whose state is in the same circumstance as Abbott's. Governor Ron Santos has taken a similar posture. So let's look at some tweets that were harshly critical of the governor for his response to the surge in Texas. Uh, One of these these clips says, uh, this is from Michael uh, Hotap, How about let democratically elected local officials and school boards respond to COVID spread within their community how they see fit? And there's another tweet here that I want to share with you as well. Uh, And this one uh, comes from John Himes. 
you can actually do something about this. Quit playing political games with a mask mandate ban. Actually lead. And there's another tweet here also from, uh, uh, I believe it's Michelle, uh, Michelle Lay or Mission Lay. What kind of soap do you use to wash the blood off of your hands? And here's another one from Wimber Lee. Wait, mask mandates that mitigate the surge for no cost are not allowed, but canceled elective surgeries that will put people out of work are just fine. We're so screwed. And then here's another one from Lady Jane. Lady Jane says... How many Texans have died because you chose to endanger their lives to score political points with your base? And um, so, yeah, some of these tweets are harshly critical of the governor for his response to the surge in Texas. My reasoning is that these two individuals have sacrificed the health and safety of the populace in general. And instead, both of them have chosen to cater to their voter base who are largely opposed to the vaccines and the wearing of masks. And furthermore, I I don't really think there is a dollar amount that's driving this agenda. Schools had adopted various measures before, including protective barriers and the wearing of PPE the last time the pandemic raged. So budgeting for face masks shouldn't be a reason to move ahead with the mandate. It shouldn't factor in this at all. What is disheartening is that there are reports which state that dozens of Texas hospitals have run out of intensive care unit beds as COVID-19 surges faster than any other time during the pandemic, due largely in part to the new Delta variant. With the Delta variant spreading, Texas hospitalizations are increasing quicker than at any other point in the pandemic. So let's go ahead and take a look at some of these charts here uh, that... Uh, verify what I'm actually uh, talking about. If we look at the charts, we on your screen, there is a number of vaccine doses uh, that have been reported. So the number at, at this time is 44.5% of Texans have been uh, fully vaccinated. And hospitalizations have increased. As of August the 8th, 9,462 Texans are hospitalized for the coronavirus in the state of Texas. And the number of average new cases as of August the 9th, 2,151 new confirmed cases and 235 new probable cases were also uh, reported. And there is an average uh, amount of new deaths by, uh, as of August the 9th, Eight new deaths were also reported, uh, as we can see in the charts. Um, So then the state is divided into 22 trauma service areas, and half of them reported 10 or fewer available ICU beds uh, on Sunday. 
as more than 9,400 COVID-19 patients fill the state's ICUs, which are reserved for the patients who are the sickest or the most injured, the trauma service area that includes Laredo reported no available ICU beds, while the area that includes Abilene reported having uh, having uh, maybe only one. So at least 53 Texas hospitals have no available ICU capacity, according to numbers reported to the federal government during the week ending August the 5th. And here in Austin, five hospitals were at or above 90% of their ICU capacity during the same period, with uh, six ICU uh, beds available as it was last reported, and two, uh, two hospitals reporting that there are no available ICU beds. So ICU capacity at hospitals in Fort Worth, the week ending as of August the 5th, and you can see on your screen there, Let's say, for example, Medical City Alliance, they had 100% ICU occupancy, and they only have 10 beds. Baylor, Scott & White, All Saints Medical Center was also 100% ICU capacity, and they have at least 36 beds. Uh, The Texas Health Harris Methodist Hospital Alliance, they were also 100% capacity as well, and they actually have about 20 beds, uh, if you look at the graph. And JPS Health Network, has, uh, as of last week, 100% ICU occupancy. So they have 35 beds. So as you can see here, these facilities have 100% ICU occupancy as of last week. And we move on to the Texas Health Harris Methodist Hospital Southwest. They were at 94.6% ICU occupancy, and they only have about 18 beds in general. Medical City Fort Worth, they were also at 94% uh, capacity, and they have about 28 beds. Texas Health Specialty uh, Hospital in Fort Worth was, had reported 94, 94% ICU occupancy, and they only have actually about uh, 10 beds uh, available in general uh, overall. Texas Health Harris Methodist Fort Worth, they were at 89.3% uh, ICU occupancy, and to their credit, they're a very large hospital. As you can see, they have about 90 beds. So um, that certainly helps alleviate uh, the situation. And then uh, we look at the WISE Health System. They are at 0.0 ICU occupancy, but they only have four ICU beds. So obviously, they're a small facility. Uh, Baylor Scott & White Surgical Hospital in Fort Worth, they are also at 0.0% ICU occupancy, and as they also have four ICU beds as well. So um, it, 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 at least they're available. So um, how does this impact fellow Texans? Well, this means that if a loved one becomes infected, there is a strong possibility that a person or persons might be transported to a hospital that is either out of the county, or worse, out of the state. And let's also highlight the fact that it it brings added stress to families because the distance will be a factor, particularly if a family member ends up on a ventilator, the consequences being that it could could lead to long-term care 
for difficult to wean patients. And you have to remember that a lot of these COVID patients, at least from my experience, uh, have become almost long-term and and have uh, actually pretty much bordered on being um, difficult to wean. So in this present state, it only makes complete sense to wear a mask if one has to be in the public space. But the wisest thing to do is just to avoid crowded places or stay home if possible. And of course, get the vaccine. You don't want to find yourself in an ambulance being driven around town, possibly your neighboring county, or waiting for hours outside some facility waiting for a bed to, uh, to open up. And that has been the case here in Texas uh, in many areas. Aside from running out of ICU beds, hospital, hospitals are also reporting a shortage of medical personnel, which has put Abbott in the unenviable position of begging for help. The problem is twofold. Medical professionals that were under so much duress when the first pandemic reached its zenith last summer, a lot of them opted to leave their profession once the situation had alleviated. They were already burnt out. They were tired. So burnout had, has caused many nurses and respiratory therapists of all specialties to leave the profession in droves or to accept better-paying nursing jobs in an increasingly competitive market. Um, also, the lack of available availability of PPEs caused many to get uh, infected, and a number of them actually died. So, so that solidified their decision to quit and leave the profession once and for all. And that is one of the reasons why I opted not to work extra and my weekends off um, to go work in hospitals because even in our facility, we were experiencing a shortage of PPE. And then I realized that if we, were ha- if we had a shortage, I'm very sure that the, that the facility that I would find myself working at would be in the same predicament. So I just opted not to do that. And furthermore, as if personnel shortages weren't another source of immediate concern, uh, neighboring states are actively recruiting for medical personnel as we speak. In a sense, a bidding war is quietly underway, thus undermining the staffing efforts uh, in pandemic hotspots here in the state of Texas and neighboring states as well, like Louisiana. It is estimated that there are at least 23,000 more unfilled jobs in Texas for registered nurses than there are nurses seeking to, to, fill, to fill these positions. And this is according to a labor analysis by the Texas Workforce Commission. San Antonio, which is experiencing a 10% shortage of staff, um, and then you have the 25-bed good old Victor Healthcare Hospital in, in Waco, Texas. They can't find anyone to even apply for their nursing positions, much less accept jobs at the rate the hospital can afford to pay. Uh, this was uh, stated by CEO Adam Willman. And then there was another hospital system in central Texas 
that reported a 25% turnover in the last year, far higher uh, than, than, than average. To give you an example, as a respiratory therapist, I have been receiving many unsolicited phone calls, numerous texts, and numerous emails from staffing agencies for the past two weeks. And it has been intensifying to the point that I had to respond back to have them remove me from their contact list. It became very annoying. So let's refer to some tweets that also serve to highlight the statements of medical professionals in general. Need I mention that these tweets are aimed at Abbott again? So let's go ahead and take a look at some of these tweets here. Okay, we have this one here, and this is from Nick Barnes. Nick Barnes says, this is your fault. Resign and sit down. Okay, we have this tweet from Phil, and uh, it says here, Governor Abbott begs out-of-state health care workers to risk further danger and trauma after refusing to ask his own voters to take basic steps of mitigating risk to selves, each other. Interesting. And let's look at another tweet by um, Bia Back or Jamie Sereka. You should see the offers LA, Florida, and states are offering for crisis ICU nurses. I'm getting 10 to 20 emails per day. Lots of money. So Texas just got in a bidding war with neighboring states. So apparently, I'm not the only one here. Um, there are a lot of, I have friends of mine and acquaintances who, have, who are being called pretty much daily uh, for, uh, for job offers. And yet we have another tweet here from Gina. And she says, Governor Greg Abbott desperately seeking extremely high-paid out-of-state healthcare personnel to staff Texas hospitals because of his deliberate and deadly mismanagement of COVID-19. Nurses, and this is in parentheses, travel slash agency, are being offered $6,000 a week to come to Texas. Fiscally irresponsible. So this is $24,000 for a nurse in Texas at this point in time. Uh, These agencies that we just talked about are desperate for RTs to fill assignments all over the nation. And from what I've seen, the assignments they plan to fill are all ICU related or acute care related. They are desperate for therapists to fill adult, pediatric, and neonatal positions, including emergency departments. What is enticing about these assignments is just how much they're willing to pay. As you just saw a tweet, $24,000 for a a registered nurse. And I'm talking thousands of dollars more, uh, much more than an RT would normally earn within a month. Unbelievable salaries and wages. Waving this much cash around is sure to start a bidding war as it happened last summer. But only now the difference is there is more demand 
because of the present shortage of personnel. So that's why we have to take extra measures, extra precaution, uh, precautions to avoid getting infected or avoid um, you know, getting sick from the infection. And then here we are trying to find a hospital bed. If you are a medical professional, I would like to hear your comments about uh, any shortages in your facility. I think that it is critical that everyday people know more about this because it helps put the pandemic into a broader perspective. It might make the difference in helping someone make an informed decision uh, to wear that mask or, or, get the, or get the vaccine or simply exercise more caution because the lack of ICU beds and the people to care for you are in very short supply. I, I hate to say that. If you are against mask mandates in Texas schools, uh, state your opinions why. Who knows? Sometimes uh, taking a stance against something like this may present valid arguments. I would most, I would most, I would really like to hear why you've taken that particular stance. Hello, all. My name is Renee Hinojosa. I am the host of Political Buzz. Uh, thank you very much for visiting my uh, channel. Also, uh, in the near, very near future, I'm going to have a Patreon account. And if you can, please contribute whatever amount you can. Thank you for watching.